Join us in September for Becker's Hospital Review 6th Annual Health IT and Revenue Cycle Conference. We have opportunities to join us virtually from the comfort of your own home. To register for this virtual event, go to our website at beckershospitalreview.com forward slash virtual dash conferences. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to get to visit with Dr. Malik Krilhit. Malik is the Assistant Chief Medical Information Officer. He's also a clinical innovation leader. He's going to talk to us today about what he's following in health IT, what trends he's watching, what he likes, what he's excited about, and a little bit more. Dr. Pirohead, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you, and uh, thank you for having me on this podcast. You've had a tremendous lineup uh, through the years, and uh, it's an honor to be uh, part of the, that lineup, uh, so thank you for having me. Uh, regarding uh, my title and introduction, so my name is Molik Porowitz. I serve as the Associate uh, Chief Medical Information Officer at University Hospitals. My secondary role is as Clinical Innovation Lead for Transformation uh, for University Hospitals. And talk about, I mean, I've had a chance to visit with you over the years, always a pleasure. Talk about what are some of the most interesting things you're watching in health IT today and digital health today. What are you seeing that's interesting today? Yeah, uh, great question. I think there's a lot of excitement in healthcare IT. It's one of the hot topics, uh, you know, just looking at some of the number of IPOs this year alone of, with uh, healthcare products. Uh, IT certainly in the healthcare space, one of the most exciting areas. Uh, so I think, you know, there's a couple things that really piqued my interest uh, in this area. One is uh, in, in the years past, uh, particularly, you know, uh, 15 to 20 years ago, one of the main things about healthcare IT was implementing products in the healthcare space. Um, and not necessarily worrying about the quality as much as just getting the products into the healthcare space, particularly the EMR. Now what we're seeing is really a, a step above and going beyond that and saying, we really want healthcare IT to be the same level as the rest of IT, right? We have a lot of products. Um, I, I can say a couple of names that are big like Amazon, Google, those are just easy to use products. Apple comes to mind. Uh, they work well. In healthcare IT, um, we've been lagging behind a little bit in the user interface, the user uh, experience uh, in terms of the EMR and other products that are part and central for that. So a couple of things I see. One is the mentality that we're not now just implementing IT products. We're actually going to leverage those products for organization goals whether it be better patient safety, better uh, patient communication engagement, whether it be quality metrics, whether it be lowering costs, improving revenue, um, all of those things that are organization goals for any healthcare organization. Now what we're trying to see is the leveraging of the IT products for that purpose. If a couple of years ago, your provider said, go find your test scores on the portal or just log into the portal, you know, the original <laughs> MyConnect or this connect, I'm like that. You you would literally be in for like impossibility, hours of hassle, or you couldn't even do it. And and now it seems like you know, just recently I had a test someplace, or you know a primary care visit, and the test scores come to your phone and they come to your portal. It it is more and more like using other technologies in terms of ease of use. And, and how much of those improvements, how much of those improvements will cascade throughout healthcare? Whereas more and more of this gets closer to the consumer experience we expect, and at least traditionally it's the you know the Amazon, the Apples, the Expedias, et cetera, et cetera. How, how much will this transition? How quickly? Yeah, it's it's happening rapidly, and I think we need to see even more of it, right? 
So, you know, gone are the days when I would have to make an appointment by phone with my uh, physician's office uh, simply to review my test results, right? Um, nowadays, it's, I got the lab test done. Um, I want the results as soon as the, the blood is pr done processing, right? Um, and so uh, in some of the patient portals that are out there, I'll avoid some uh, trade names, but certainly some of the, uh, the portals that are out there, it's on my phone. It's an easy to apply app. I load onto it. It's like I can, you know, starting a bank account, we used to be so owners, you have to go to the bank. Uh, and now you can just do it from your phone in minutes. And I think the patient portal has gotten to that level um, for the most part with the right EMR products attached to it, where you can just log in to your stuff. And then all of a sudden, now you're getting text messages and updates as a push notification instead of you having to remember, oh, I got my labs done. And then go to the patient portal, check them, et cetera. And uh, now I can just uh, get a reminder, get text, uh, and actually CMS expanded the rules such that uh, patients need to receive their um, information as soon as it's completed and processed in the system. And so it's really at the exact same time that a physician would get information in the EMR as soon as a blood test is done, as soon as the doctor. Let me ask you. Let me ask you about that very quickly because that's that's been the change, and it's a very noticeable change. You used to have to track down your physician to get the scores or the test results and find out what happened. I mean, it obviously caused a whole different level of friction because you were waiting on the physician for real crap. <laughs> now you get your now you get your scores when they get them. You get your test results in them, and and that all seems to work as long as the scores are fine. How are people dealing with the fact that you get your scores, your results, and it says something negative, but you've got them at the same time before the physician had a chance to study them? How are people dealing with those kinds of issues, like the real personal issues of you got your scores, it's something bad, but you got them at the same time, so you know they're there. In the old days, you would have waited for your physician. Now you get them before the physician at the same time. How are people dealing with some of that? Yeah, good question, um, and it's an important issue. Uh, you know, it's still really early in the process, so it's hard to know nationally how things are going. Um, now, uh, with, with some of the bad results, what you talk about, and particularly in sensitive issues, right? Like for cancer, for example, right? Cancer diagnosis, things like that. Um, there is certainly a lot of um, uh, hesitancy, and there was a lot of hesitancy on provider side to release that information for that very reason, which is, you know, what if we release it and um, a patient misinterprets it? What if the the information is really bad news and it tells them they have cancer? Uh, and all of that is there. The risks are inherently, inherently are there. Uh, but I think, you know, the other benefit though actually is now patients can come to the office knowing the results so they can be more prepared for the discussion of what to do about those results, right? Before, you could walk into the office and learn the diagnosis of cancer. And at that moment, now you're over overwhelmed with that information and there's an emotional response, obviously. And now that visit is going into um, dealing with just the news. But now I think the, the next step is you're coming in with the news and we can start discussing, okay, you got cancer. You have this, but here's what we're going to do about it. Here's how we can help yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, so you and, 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 and I would agree that net, net, it's better you get the results as quickly as possible, so you're not waiting all weekend for your physician to get back to you. It, it no longer, you're no longer held hostage to the physician getting back to you. But there are some of these sensitive issues that you that still come into play. I mean, so we would agree with you, net, net, it's it's a better thing, but it is it can be challenging, and 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 also you see you've seen this advent really quick escalation of the amount of tasks, texts that you're getting about a patient, about a family member during the procedure and so forth. And, and I can't help but think a lot of these are things that patients want 
because they better inform the patient, they take anxiety away, they take anxiety from the family, you sort of know what's going on. But they also must help the systems reduce some of the labor cost of dealing with all these patients calling about so many things. I mean, how, how much of a operational improvement do a lot of these tools have as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, it, you know, it's funny. I think anecdotal, I'll tell you that in our organization, I think we get more calls about IT issues with the patient portal and how to, you know, that they're missing information or they forgot their password rather than, um, you know, what's my test result anymore. I think it's a, a pretty big shift in, in the sense of we're getting more tech support calls rather than, um, you know, direct information calls. And so it's there, but I'll tell you that there is, you know, one part of it that is the human touch of this that I think, I hope we don't lose in the process is, um, you know, we want results quickly, we want information quickly, all that stuff. But I, I guess the one concern I do have is that with all this technology, I think I'm hoping that we don't lose that human touch of interacting with patients uh, as humans and just saying, yeah, I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you get better health. Um, and so I think you're right. It's some of the, the labor has certainly gone down in terms of, uh, calling for results or or uh, or using the the time for that purpose and shifting it towards other things, um, but I I just sort of advancing that a little bit. I just hope it doesn't uh, get to the point that we don't uh, lose the human touch out of it as well. It, it certainly seems that it goes a lot towards this concept of the patient owns the patient information, so he or she is not as held hostage by the physician's availability and so forth or the physician's responses. Some physicians are very responsive, some are not. But, but we all do recognize, or we should recognize, that while this empowers the patient, it also is another chink in the armor of the physician-patient relationship because the patient becomes more mobile. And that's part of the reason behind the CMS rule. This patient becomes more mobile. They don't have to rely on that physician. They can decide where they want to go with their test results, what they want to do. And, and not be owned by the physician. That really is a, a fascinating just unintended consequence or intended consequence in evolution of these relationships, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think you hit on a, a major point there is that now that the data is owned uh, by the patient and not only owned by the patient, but portable by the patient, right? In their own hand with a, a mobile phone or sm a smartphone, uh, you bring up a great point, but I think to me that drives better consumer um, uh, services, right? In the sense that, um, we can really be focused on patient engagement because we know that the patient is more, more mobile. They have more choices. They can go to uh, more places and, and more options for various things, not only just traditional healthcare, but even CVS or Walmart, et cetera. Um, and so now I think every organization is trying to provide the best experience for the patient, which I think is a net win for the patient, right? You have, you have your own data. You have it in your hand. You can access data as soon as anybody else can. And now you have the power of choice as well. Uh, in terms of which place you go to for your care. And so now all of those places are incentivized to really provide the best patient experience, right? We have a lot of great doctors. We have a lot of great nurses. We have a lot of great uh, people taking care of you. But we also now want to elevate that to the best experience, right? Not just is this the best surgeon, but is this the best surgeon, but also the best place in terms of answering my questions, returning my phone calls, uh, accessing data, and the follow-ups, right, making appointments, all those kind of things, telehealth. And so now I think the onus is on us uh, who are prov providers of healthcare to provide the best healthcare experience for, for patients. You know, I think it's a net positive for everybody in the sense that you want to have a better experience, you want to have better care, you want patients that are more engaged. At the end of the day, it's better health for everybody. 
Well, yeah, hundred percent. And then, Malik, what, what are you most excited about this year? When you look at this year, where are you most focused, most excited? What's on your mind? Yeah, you know, I think um, as we're talking about the data, and I'll tell you one of the things that really excites me is this concept of elevating data to knowledge. Um, and, you know, we, uh, AI, artificial learning, machine learning, those have been buzzwords in, in uh, industry for many years. But now I think we're at a point uh, where our systems are getting better, that we can really use the data and gather knowledge and use that knowledge to provide better operations. Um, so I'll give you an example. We talked about the interaction with the EMR and, and the technology products early in the conversation. Now, if you have a better user experience, a better user interface uh, with the provider, with the nurse, et cetera, that means now uh, you're getting better data capture in the system. And now that you're getting better, better data capture, now you can move towards a, a concept of data, which is having data that's, uh, that's accessible. Uh, act, uh, I'm sorry, having data that's accessible digestible and actionable. And so that way you can then move on to uh, looking at solutions. And the way I sort of the catchphrase I use in our organization is instead of debating the data, we want to discuss the solution. And now with better data, better AI tools, we can start moving towards figuring out solutions for how do we improve patient access? How do we improve uh, the patient experience? How do we uh, have fewer infections? How do we have um, fewer readmissions? How do we lower costs? Um, all of those things are a win for the patient. And so to me, really exciting is the better use of data through the better leveraging of the technology that we have. Mike, Dr. Pirrett, I want to thank you for joining us today. Always a pleasure to visit with you, really a pleasure to visit with you. And so many things going on in this digital health, health IT world. I mean, it's literally, it, it's almost hard to keep track of how quickly things are cascading through and the different data points of different changes, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. Uh, I really appreciate you visiting with me. It's been a great conversation, and uh, I'm really excited about what's ahead in, in the healthcare industry with IT and uh, better products for better patients. Well, like, again, thank you so much for joining the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. You have a great rest of the day. Thank you very much, sir. You too. Thank you.